All right, Jake. So, I mean, what's up, man? Glad, glad we're finally able to connect. Um, where are you right now? Are you in France? I'm in Paris. Yeah, man. Oh, I am. Man. You caught me. Yeah, I'm not going to be here next week, but I, I'm in Paris this week. And then when are you? You're getting married uh, July? July, 6th of July, down in the south. It's going to be sick. How are you feeling? Look, man, honestly, my life is so busy at the moment that I don't even have like a lot of mental headspace to jump three. I think we're three months now um, ahead. So like, thankfully, we've got like a wedding planner and we've got okay. my fiance who's okay. like organizing a lot of the stuff. And then I kind of get like the yes, no questions of like, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? And it's like pick and choose. Yeah. So I'm feeling cool. I'm feeling cool with it. Um, I mean, we've been together for like nine years. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, and we've lived together, moved overseas together. So I'm pretty confident. I, I know what I'm getting into here. There you um, go. She's cool. I, 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 to, I told you off, I told you offline when I messaged you before, I was like, happy wife, happy life. Right. Oh, totally, man. Biggest secret. And like, yeah. uh, yeah, I know the upside of that and the mistakes made to that and what that leads to as well. <laughs> what's your, what's your, what's your, what's your wedding count as far as guests are concerned? Uh, 70 people. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, has that, has so. that, has Nothing. that, has that grown? Look, honestly, um, it helps that most of our family and friends live in Australia. So like, mm. there's a lot of people that just flat out can't come because it was pretty, pretty quick turnaround. Like I proposed in October, we probably didn't send out invites to start of this year end of yeah. last year so it's only giving people six months to book a 24 26 28 hour flight okay so cool. uh yeah so you 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 it could have been a lot bigger yeah you lucked out there i mean for mine i wanted a smaller wedding and then my wife had 80 people and i had 25 people and it just kept growing yeah, yeah. and growing i'm like oh god this is getting out of control but you know what can you do right it's hard, man. It's hard. honestly like when we did the first list of like, okay, who hypothetically should be invited? It's like 150 or something ridiculous, mm. like something, something crazy. And then you have to bring it back. Cause also we have like venue restrictions and stuff, but you know, step by step, you kind of like Pareto principle, like what's the 20% of people with the 80% of the, not the results, but the, yeah. you know, the relationship for sure. And, man. um, we got there. Nice dude. So you're, so you're, you're from Australia. Walk me, walk me through. So you, you have active pod right now, as far as uh, a business you're building out, which is very dope. And okay. I've seen some of your work and you're highly talented, which I'm excited to tell people or for people to learn more about, you know, you and your business, but how did you even get into podcasting? Uh, walk me through your journey a little bit. Oh man. Um, all right. Let's go back to the start. So left school, didn't really know what I wanted to do was always like decent at just like the typical subjects, math and stuff and was interested in business. So I'm like, okay, I'll go do a commerce degree, studied finance and economics, three years came out of that straight to a graduate program for one of like Australia's big four banks in their wealth management arm and sort of rotated around different areas of the business for one year, what became an analyst one year, senior analyst following year, three years in, and I was kind of looking around and like, it was good. I was getting promoted and stuff, kind of typical story, but like, there was no one around me that I looked at, like the managers and everything where I was just like, yeah, yeah, I really want to be that in 20, 30 years. And I've kind of like approached life from a very like experience led kind of adventurous type um, frame. And I always kind of ask myself, like, 
okay, what's going to create the most unique story? And I try and kind of optimize for that. Try and like a lot of experience led stuff. So I knew I wanted to do something different. So I thought I'd time it and just like leave the country altogether and just go out for a year and figure out what the hell I wanted to do. So I moved to France because um, my fiance is French, although she's actually born in like this tiny French island, which is just next to Australia, but it's still considered France. And she'd never lived in mainland, but all her family's there. So they, they were like, you've got to move there at least once in your life, blah, 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 blah. And that's like the stars aligned, left my job, came to France, literally 29th of December, 2019, pre-COVID. Mm. So got trapped in transit <laughs> with COVID. I ended up like back in Australia, like long story, but ended up back in Australia just because I literally got trapped and all my stuff was still in France for like mm. three or four months. As soon as it opened back up again, I came back. But at that point, I was like, I'm like massively into health, fitness, wellness, um, all that kind of thing from a pure passion standpoint. And at that point, I got, I just had this chance encounter where I went onto like a farm, uh, which is like a regenerative agriculture farm. Mm -hmm. And so basically it's just like they produce top produce and they basically like mimic natural environments in order to like restore the land, take carbon out. Like they use livestock to take like carbon from the atmosphere, put it into land through like natural farming practice in the same way that like nature has done for millennia. And I was like, oh, this is sick. And I was interested for like the food aspect. And so I was like, I had like a ton of farm visits booked in funnily enough um, in Europe. And I was going to go and spend time on farms and like learn about this and get close to the food supply and all that kind of stuff. Obviously COVID hit. I couldn't do that. I was back in Australia and I left my job three months earlier. It's like, what the hell am I going to do? So the first thing I did was um, I just started like a business, which sold these types of farms produce directly to the city. So I was just like connecting farm and city. And mm -hmm. so painfully was just like figuring out how to like create a website, how to do marketing, how to do all these different things. And um, I was like wearing all the hats, man, going out to farms, spending time there, yeah. figuring out what they, because the main thing was I couldn't get onto the farms themselves because of COVID. But if I was selling their produce, I could get on there and learn, which was what I was most concerned, like most motivated by. It wasn't mm -hmm. so much the business that was going to change the world. It was more like I, I was really interested by this and I had dedicated in my mind at least this year to figuring out like, okay, I don't want to do this stuff in the bank. Like, what do I want to do? So yeah. I was just trying to try a bunch of stuff. Three, four months went past, going pretty decent, nothing crazy, but then the borders opened back up and I was moving back to France. And that was always the original plan. So tied things up there, came back to France and just like actually did a bunch of travel to tell you the truth, like travel. And simultaneously, I did a bunch of internships so this is 2021 I use a, what year is it 2020 2020 yeah okay. so I did a I just would like I was just contacting people on the internet with gen general areas that interest me and I'd like try and offer some sort of value or service to them in exchange for coming to work for them and like learning that space so like, like give me an example give me an that. example I'm, I'm interested what do, you, what, do you, what do you mean by this so you would reach out people via YouTube or like how like what, give me where, wherever, wherever I could get a contact. So for example, like I would just, I was just like trying a bunch of different things, which like I highly recommend for at the time I was 24 and I was just trying to figure out like, what the hell am I going to actually do? Like asking the big questions. Right. And like, I'd read a book on a random subject and I become super interested. So like I read this random design book called cradle to cradle. And that's all about like 
designing for the full life cycle of a product to have like the end in mind. So like, we've got this massive issue where basically like, I don't know, like a car or something like that. And basically everything ends up cradle born to grave and it dies. And then it's just like of no use. So cradle to cradle is like designing. So it's kind of this like continuous life cycle of like raw materials going to the earth and um, technical materials going back into the supply chain and getting used and all that kind of stuff. And that really interests me. And I did like random stuff. Like I'd reach out to the author of that book and then I would find businesses that were doing similar things, implementing those principles, reach out to them, basically offer marketing services and then like come on board and do like internships and things like that. So that was like one thing, then another thing. And then eventually I got to a point where I did a bunch of travel and a bunch of internships. And I was like, okay, I got to make some money because this has been fun. And I've like cruised off the back of all that time in the bank and saving cash and all that kind of thing. But um, I either have to move home and go back to normality or I've got to figure out how to keep this show rolling. And that's when I like, I literally wrote down the piece. I probably got it in my book somewhere here. It's like, what, what skills do I have right now that I could start charging as a service tomorrow? Like, how could I start making money tomorrow? And I just set a timer, brainstormed and through like the various projects and stuff. Some of the stuff I was working was just like video editing, even just like my own travel stuff. I was just creating crappy edits. And like, I was that was terrible. Like I didn't have much of a skill set, but I had created some stuff. I knew my way around the programs. I was like, okay, maybe I could do that. Like what, what could I do in this space? And like, I had some dud ideas, man. Like, like maybe I could create travel videos for people. Like I had some terrible ideas, yeah. but I just listed out a bunch. And then one of them was just like, maybe I could, you know, create content for the peak, for the content creators that I already like their content. Like I'm already a fan of their stuff and I could be like their right hand man in that sense. And that would, a, solve the problem of I need to make some money to get the show back on the road, to stay overseas, to stay remote and traveling and that kind of thing. And B, I also like upgrade my circle of influence. And all of a sudden I'm like around some really cool top people, which like just through immersion, I'm bound to pick up a lot of different stuff. Yeah. So then like my, my, I used like what I'd done previously. So I, what I did previously was like, I figured out some way to be a value to someone found someone that I feel like had a need. And then I basically just reach out to the internet with some stuff and be like, Hey, do you like this? If so, let's like work together. Um, mm -hmm. If not use it however you want. And then the first person that I messaged, they were just like, this is really good. Let's um, let's chat Are you free in the next 24 hours. I was like, Oh damn. Like I wasn't expecting that success rate straight away. And that yeah. was just like, I took some of their video content online, their long form. I cut it up into some clips. And I sent it to them and be like, hey, there's some ideas. If you like it, use it however you want. You can post it. And if you want to work together, it's an idea to work together in the future. But no stress, whatever you want. Then that worked. And that was like someone that I really like. I was already consuming their content a bunch. I was like, holy shit, I can just turn to these people on the internet that I'm a fan of their work, provide some sort of service. And all of a sudden, we're just like, now we're coll like colleagues, I guess, or they're a client of mine. Mm -hmm. And um, then I did it for the second one. And like, I literally got the message straight away back. Like, I've been waiting for you. Like, that was the message this guy's. This guy like sent. a long lost girlfriend. I've been waiting for you. Yeah. Whoa. Literally, I've been waiting for you. It's like, damn, okay, this actually works. And kind of just mm -hmm. like progressed on that path. Mm. Then, yeah, okay. That's probably like a long monologue of how I got to this point. But no, I love that's it, like the, the long journey of just trial and so error. You're, and so you, so you uh, if I understand this correctly, so... 
you thought of the uh, video editing, right? And then you tinkered with it for a bit. And then the first person you reached out to decided, or like, you're like, I'm going to try and try and like offer my services. The first person you reached out to said they were willing to accept your services. Yeah. hundred percent. And then what did you do as far as pricing? Were you like scrambling or how did you determine to set your price? Yeah. Like, honestly, I just jumped on Fiverr and Upwork, picked like all of the cities, like in the U S and like, western world that were like similar people to me mm. looked for like the top of the market and just went like just a touch under because mm. like uh, like objectively they were better than me mm-hmm. so but you know it was still like pretty decent pay for me straight off charging hourly rate to start with um and that's kind of how i figured it out but honestly like i was it was like really hard because there's so much that you think oh yeah this is easy and then you start getting into the craft and you get a feel for like the different needs of different clients and like the skill set was not there on day one mm-hmm. and like there were many long nights hours on youtube like frustrating things we just like i don't know how to do this mm-hmm. and like i was screwed many times but like mm-hmm. i but the pressure of having to deliver for a client always meant that i found a way even if that meant staying up to like 5 a.m 6 a.m to get something done sometimes it's just like two to three hours where it's just like <laughs> If I knew how, if I had the skill, this would be 30 seconds work, but I need to figure out the answer. And that mm. was hard. Mm. And you know. do you, do you enjoy editing? It's satisfying from like a digital craftsmanship perspective when mm. you're doing like creative stuff. Yeah. When you're just doing like run of the mill, like there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of work, which is just like repetitive and monotonous. Like there's mm. no getting around that. But when you're doing creative stuff, yeah, I do like that. Yeah. But I'm more lit up by the creative process of like constructing and building a business more mm. than the physical digital craftsmanship of editing. Yeah. And that was always like something in my mind. Yeah, I, I feel you. I, I mean, your, your videos are fire, man. Like they're really good. Like if you Cheers, for, for people that are like, I'm just gonna toot your own horn here. So you edit Joe Pompliano, Anthony Pompliano's brothers' videos, and the short videos, the trailers, uh, the cliffhangers, everything. Like that's how we originally. I saw some years. Like I think you posted something a while back, right? And you're like, this yeah, video Twitter. got yeah, yeah. You said this video got whatever, like three hundred thousand views or whatever the fuck it was, right? And yeah, I. I can edit a little, like maybe I was where you were like three years ago, but I hate editing. It bogs me down. Yeah. And I know what you're talking about. Like if you're editing your travel travel video or you're having an artistic flair to it and you're piecing something together and you're like, okay, cool. And then when it's done, it's like your little baby that's just in space. And when you have your yeah. kids and you could be like, yo, like this is a trip I went on. This is something very cool. Yeah. And like that, that, that part is exciting and seeing just, just, just to come to life, right? Because it started as an idea and then you're adding in transitions and then it just becomes this beautiful piece that you really enjoy. But if you're editing a, I'll say a uh, conference for nurses, yeah. or something, you're like, or a video, right, a video you, you get to pay yeah. me, but like, oh man, and I, and, I, and, I, and I get where you're coming from. So yeah, yeah. And the business, the business side is a different animal, right? Because now Totally. You are trying to, or you are, uh, bringing on. So, 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 tell us about the business that you have right now. So, you have a business called Active yeah, Pod, definitely. right? Yeah, correct. So, I'll take it back like a year. So, like mid last year, 
I like tried and failed at this. So like, I was like, I was doing a bunch of different video editing services for a bunch of different people all over the place. And I was like, okay, like there's an opportunity here to just get a bunch of editors and take like be the, cause I'm like good with clients and I can understand what they want and I can trans like even bring a lot of ideas to the table and all that kind of thing. And I, and I know like the language of actually editing, having done it, maybe I can be like the plug between the two and get this cranking out. And like, quite frankly, I did pretty well. It didn't succeed last year to tell you the truth. So basically what happened was I had no idea about like creating processes, uh, create like systemizing everything. I kind of just expected people to have skills and then what I was after. And then when they didn't deliver that, then I was, I was naive to think that like it would magically appear how I wanted it. Um, mm-hmm. So then I ended up spending a lot of time giving like individual feedback and correcting a lot of the work myself and ended up just being like more and more. And then I ended up just being like, um, damn, what am I going to do? And like many times I thought I like looked into different things to tell you the truth. Cause I was just like, what can I do? And I've always got ideas spinning. And to be honest, that's probably like one of my pitfalls a little bit as well in the past. It's just like shiny on object syndrome a little bit. Um, but that, coming back and re I always came back and refocus and be like, okay, I can do this. And like, I started on Twitter. Then I started coming across different agencies and how they were doing it, invested in some courses. And then I started figuring out, okay, of course I failed before because like I wasn't creating a business. I was just like trying to do some work with some other people. Mm. And um, yeah. So now like basically what I've started to do is um like productize the service, right? So solve a very specific problem for a very specific audience. And rather than just being the video editing for all, we're like a podcast content production house. Um, So like a remote podcast production house. And um, because some of the best work that I was doing was on the podcast side, and it's the stuff that I love consuming the most. And I like working with those clients. So I was like, okay, maybe there's something here. And um, so, yeah, for the, so for the past, like since the start of the year, have been building that up. So bringing people on board, like, for example, just before this call, I was on a call with someone about potentially bringing them on for some podcast editing stuff, both audio and video, creating notions and then operating procedures and workflows and, and everything really like from the ground up. So I'd say we're still like early days of, of course, where we want to be. Uh, but we're, we're flowing. We got some clients and we got, um, we got some people coming on board as well, which is cool to nice. see, like, to, to be able to sit there, set up the system, provide the instructions. And then like the work appears to you, like that's a really satisfying feeling to see it come together for sure. Mm. Mm. And you know, you know what I notice about, uh, you know, entrepreneurs and people such as yourself is, you know, at first, right, you might not have firm legs to stand on, but as you gain more experience, you become more confident in your abilities, right? So like you, you traveling the world and having all these different life experiences sets you up for more success moving to Paris, as opposed to somebody who's like only been to one country and probably will be back home right away. And so the more business experiences you have, or the more quicker you fail, the able you are able to have more successes to have a stronger foundation. And now maybe you've failed last year, but now you've, now you've grown this year and now you have more processes, et cetera, et cetera. And now things are starting to build up for you. So 
you know, I, totally. I, I think that's amazing to see your growth and, you know, we've chatted offline and, uh, I think you're doing an amazing job, man. Yeah, it's cool, man. Like, honestly, uh, yeah, chase those failures, like definitely chase those failures. What, what's, uh, what's, what's, what's your struggle? What are you, what's your biggest struggle with, uh, right now with active pod for you? Biggest struggle active pod. It's still a, it's still a balancing act. Like I'm still wearing a lot of hats to tell you the truth. Mm -hmm. So just like the typical, like time, time pressures. Um, yeah, I'd say that, I'd say that's like the, the biggest struggle because I'm, I'm on two fronts, right? Like I am serving existing clients. I'm reaching out to new clients, but not too many that we're going to drown ourselves like prospecting and I'm bringing people on board and building the whole back end of the business simultaneously mm. and kind mm. of like they all kind can kind of grow off each other. Like yeah. say I bring on a bunch of editors and we don't have either like them trained and like the right processes and systems in, in place or enough work, then that, then that falls. Likewise, if I take on too many clients at this point, Yep. And we don't have enough trained editors hitting the standard that we need, then that's going to just like destroy the reputation of the business anyway. So it's that balancing act of like time and kind of me wearing those hats and creating everything from the ground up as well. And then what are you, what do you, what do you think as you've learned so far or have experienced within the business, what are you best at? I'm, I'm good at the client side. If I'm, hmm. I'm, I'm definitely good at the client side. Like, my natural, um, which is funny because I ended up video editing, right? Which is not like, it's quite technical and everything, but I'm, I'm good at the client side in the sense of like, I can understand people's problems and understand what they're after. And I can like solve that for them and go above, above and beyond in that sense. So I can mm -hmm. really look after people and make their lives easier. Like I do a good job of that. Um, I would say that like historically organization has been something that I've had to really work on, like mm -hmm. in my personal life and how I structure my days and how I structure the business. And because I've always been like, not to be arrogant or anything, like I've always been pretty like at school and stuff, for example, I didn't have to study a bunch. I still did well. Like I could do yeah. things on the fly very easily, but if you want to scale out beyond yourself, then mm. that's not going to cut it. You've got to, you can't just like, wing it as much because yeah. you're not just yourself and you'll end up just you you're like overloaded with stuff because yeah. you can't relinquish that control because nothing's in place to be able to handle that yeah very true you had, you had an interesting tweet the other day you you're talking about uh you know basically focusing more on your business and not like uh, i think you, what was yeah. you saying like being torn between like promoted or like the twitter side and like focusing on the business yeah. and so when I hear this, right. And like I've said, uh, dude, we're like we're boys on Twitter, right? Like that's why we're here. Yeah. And so yeah. like, I hear all this shit and I was like, I feel like this and like, this should be the shit that you're just spewing out. Cause it's fucking interesting. Yeah. Stuff. And yeah. people like, you know, like you're like, you might not like, I re I resonate with it too, because what yeah. I think I like, what I would like to do eventually is to remove myself from the business. Right. But when you're like, yeah, okay. I have to do content, edit content, post content, record content, do this, do that, scale my business, do marketing, take a call, uh, do that. And then you're like, okay, I so saw I focused on Twitter more this time. And then this went to the wayside, but then you're like, this actually brings in money. Like what the fuck am I doing? And you're like, you're like, yeah. you were saying like this shiny object syndrome was like, holy fuck. And so 
I've just, when I hear you talking about like the standard operating procedures, like I would like to remove myself from this. And as I'm asking you, like, yeah. what's your best at? Like, it kind of sounds like he wants to take like sales calls or like handle the client side, but doesn't enjoy like the operations as much. And then I'm thinking to myself, like, I was thinking, when do you bring on like an operations manager, right? Or like, I'm like, yeah. how do you, I'm like, how do you take your business from like here? Like, do you get your business to a certain revenue? You bring on somebody and then do like a split revenue. So these are all things that I'm like fascinated with. And yeah, I totally. if you were just, I'm not, fuck, I'm yeah. You're probably giving you my own advice, right? This is the shit yeah. I should be doing, right? Yeah. Like, fuck. But no, I just think of that out loud for you. Like, dude, like, it's, to it's interesting. Totally. And this is the conclusion that I came to, right? Because, like, I didn't even regret getting in these situations. Like, I honestly think, like, these problems, these pain points, it's always a signal. So, like, you don't mm -hmm. actually know something until you, you don't actually know something until you do it. And then mm -hmm. when you do it and you're like, oh, this is really hard and this isn't working. And then that's like your signal to like, okay, like pivot, pivot mm. in some way and, uh, and make this work. So for like for the example that you're talking about, like you're on Twitter, like for me personally, I'm on Twitter, I'm seeing all these creators on there and they're like yep. bu building like creative businesses. I'm like, that's sick. I'm really interested. I've got all these interests and passions. Maybe I'll start creating content around that in addition to like what I'm doing now, building the business and like create this brand around that as well, whilst I'm building a business. But of course, like when you're building a business and getting it off the ground, man, that takes a lot of energy and heavy lifting to do. So all of a sudden, instead of being like hundred percent dedicated to that, I'm like spending time consuming other content to create content on, which is not related to my business, which is dividing my attention, which is making overall low, like less effective. Mm. um so that was like a pain point and a signal to me and i was like okay let's just simplify this the business is the number one priority okay cool document the process of that and that becomes your content and your passions and your interests and so, like i am passionate and interested about what i'm building for yeah. one but i had other things that i was also interested in that i'm thinking like you know it'd be cool to have an audience around this topic in five ten years time and who knows where i'll be with the business by then and then i've also got this audience on this but just like, what's the most important thing right now and do that. And that's kind of where I've come to. Mm. Yeah. And I think also too, like people get caught up in the numbers, right? So if you have mm. 10,000 followers, but only I'll just say 500 people are buying from you, or you have a thousand people following you and 90% people are buying from you or whatever. And so it's like, I feel almost like sometimes like the creator economy in a sense is a circle jerk. Like, it's like, you know, it's like you, Mate. you, you want to, you, and this, 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 okay. I'm just gonna throw this out there. This is my biggest fucking yeah. pet peeve. It's like, I have 300 followers. This is me personally, but some of have 300 followers. Yeah. It's like, here's how you gain 10,000 follower audience on Twitter. Or I'm like, you have 300. It's like, how, how, yeah, are yeah. You, how are you charging a business? Like, for people yeah. like building an audience, but you don't have an audience. Like I just always like, dumbfounded. Like, who the fuck? Like, who the yeah. Fuck? Like, who the fuck? Like, what the Hon fuck? Honestly, like, there's a, there's probably like you know, five to ten really good people on there on that topic that I that I like appreciate because I take some yeah. you know notes and stuff from. But overall, yeah, it's like really over oversaturated. Like how to build and grow an audience and like, 
the thing that I, the way that I viewed the creator economy as much as I love it is it's just like, it's a, um, it's a pyramid scheme. It's like other creators creating content for other creators who comment on those creators in order to get exposure to other creators. And it's like this kind of like inbred pyramid scheme in some ways mm. where there's no, like there's value within this circle being created, but like in terms of a lot of real world value, it's kind of propped up just by ourselves in a way, if that makes mm. sense. Yeah. Yeah. And Whereas I think like I'll... my, my, go, 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 ahead, go, ahead. Sorry, sorry. go ahead. I was just going to say like my ultimate goal creating content would be like to cut through beyond the creators as an audience mm. because and just like get into the like it's a very simple heuristic but to like cut through to like normal people that are just on social media and i think mm. that is personally what i envisage but not for, not for everyone yeah yeah i think also you know the more reps right the more reps you put in the more uh you develop what you like and what you know right so you uh you know you what are those those rings that you use what do you use the rings oh yeah the rings yeah, yeah, yeah you like the rings right i like running marathons right and so there's yeah a thousand different ways to burn a thousand calories there's a million different 100%. ways to make a million dollars like there's no one size fits all and so what works for you might not work for me and so, you know, totally. when, when you're doing the, when you're doing business and you're putting in the reps, you're actually learning at a faster rate. So even if you don't fucking know what you're doing, but you're doing shit, you're weeding out all that other stuff. And so for me, like, I'm just starting to realize I'm like, okay, uh, I should specifically just focus on seven figure real estate investors. It's taken me, I've like mm. come to this fucking fruition now. Where I'm like, okay, and if I just drill down on that, like that's 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 who I should be fucking talking that's to. It. And those dudes yeah. have fucking money. And I shouldn't be fucking trying to be like a creator to get you, Mr. Creator, on Twitter to fucking grow to give me fifty dollars. Or to like because... buy a, a pro, yeah. Like yeah, a, like, like a like a two ninety seven six week program, whatever. And by the way, you know, like some people have built some really big things um on there like doing that and it's 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 sick but like i feel like there's more efficient ways like you say to scout like some even like i was chatting with my dad right like i always chat to him he he's done a bunch of different businesses he's been in finance he's been in uh now he's in construction he's like a civil engineer by degree and he's kind of come full circle through he was in it invested in like Australia's biggest like natural candle making like um, yeah. business, like e-com kind of stuff. Like it was huge, pretty big operation all around Australia and China and stuff. And um, then he eventually got out of that and went into back into construction. And he's like, man, the older that I've got, sometimes I've just realized that like, you don't necessarily need to be extremely lit up passionate about like this perfect alignment with the subject that you're on. You can just like appreciate doing a good job and building something of value. And that you can drive a lot of satisfaction from that and a lot of results. Like sometimes make that bank do like create something of actual value for the world. And you can still have like, you're interested in your family. Okay, you spend time with family. You're interested in like your fitness and stuff. You can go and, join, go and enjoy that. You're interested in fashion or whatever. Like you, 
you don't need to like necessarily, you can, but you don't need to build this perfect passion business, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah, no, no, um, I, I agree. I mean, some, like, if you think about it, right. I mean, like somebody had to develop a waste management system. Like nobody was excited about totally. shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. like half the, half the stuff you read about all these guys, it's like, uh, the guy that invented the ring doorbell where it turned the camera on, was he like, Oh my God, like, yeah. I fucking love doorbells. Yeah. It's like, no, yeah. it's just fucking like, and then it's, it's one spin off to another. It's like, okay, they started PayPal, blah, blah, blah. blah. Then it's yeah. like, okay, now you're started Twitter. And so your processes, your systems, your education, your sharpening your craft on active pod in seven, eight, 10 years can be you as a SaaS founder. Yeah, right. exactly. Like there's so many different options. And like, ideally you're someone that enjoys, like that's my creative outlet is mm. building the business and like, and the personal development as well. But if you enjoy that, you can almost do anything. If that makes mm. sense. Like it becomes less about specifically what industry you're in or what product you're solving. As long as you're like, as long as you enjoy the pro the process of creating and building something mm. you're going to get a lot of satisfaction out of it i think and it doesn't yeah. need to be this like i'm so uh, personally i really like podcasts yeah but so like i i enjoy that but because i consume a lot of that content but it doesn't need to be like i'm so so passionate about podcasts like i'm on a mission for every kid around the world to hear podcasts to like level themselves <laughs> up like i'm not necessarily thinking like yeah. that yeah. I'm just, I kind of enjoy it. And I like the game of building something. And this just happens mm. to be what I'm building. Dude, this is a, such a beautiful thing because what you're saying is so simple, but it's a 100% correct, right? So like, let's say what you said, I relate to that. I agree with that. And so if somebody were to say, let's say before you answer that, before you said that, I were to say, yeah, uh, you know, I want podcasting to take 500 million people across the world and give them podcasting and educate the children of the youth and then you'd be like oh yeah. shit like you you know that on the other side right you're like you're like oh shit like i just want to fucking like you know what i'm saying like somebody yeah. could be like have this fucking elaborate goal of like you know i want to help one million founders be uh self-educated to help children of south africa and you're like fuck dude like do i have to have this yeah. big ass goal like i don't even yeah. really enjoy like well, i enjoy podcasting but like it's children of south africa they're like i want to bring two million yeah like power to, power to them power to them but yeah it's like that's not what i'm thinking on a daily basis i'm just like need to get up and get off for for just the act of actually getting after it because if i'm not doing that i'm i'm kind of pretty miserable if i'm not doing that anyway to say the truth mm. like if i don't have some sort of like if i go on a holiday and i'm just like relaxing for too long like I, I enjoy like a lot of time where I meditate and stuff every day. And like, I take time to disconnect and walk and whatever, but like just to go and sit and do nothing for too long. I'm just like, Oh man, not for me. Yeah. Not for me. I need to have something that I'm building or creating. Mm, yeah. I, I, I wrote down once uh, some journal or some fucking book or something. And I was like, when am I happiest? And I said, building and creating. And then uh, I found this like, five years later. And I saw the question first and I was like, all right, I'm not going to answer this. And I answered it in my head. And then I looked at the paper. I'm like, dude, that's spot on. Same thing. Spot on. Because that's you as a person. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And that's I, and I, person. yeah. And I think 
yeah, when you when you were when you were growing up, were you always uh, like a naturally curious person? Yeah, I'm like hyper curious. Like if yeah. you like, I'm yeah. that guy. Like we go overseas, we're on a walking tour, and I'm like, you know, I do do normal things. I just do like weird shit like that. But when I do do that, I'm like asking a million questions, or like mm. I'm my my fiance is like worried sometimes that like I'm not sure that that person wants to speak to you. Like they might just want to do their job, and I'm just like asking so many questions or whatever. Yeah. Uber driver drunk home on a night from a night yeah. out or mm. like just in general but yeah sorry but no no I, th- I, I, no I think i think as as humans right we're naturally curious people and you will pick up a book and if that's a fucking sales book or whether that's a book on cradle to cradle you yeah. just follow that right and i think smart entrepreneurs follow their intuition regardless of where it takes them right like that's what that's what yeah. I, that's what that's what I deep down believe. And like when I when I lived in Los Angeles, I would I would I'd get on the train. I go down to the the big public library where all the homeless people live, and it's just massive, like five story building, just biggest library you've ever seen. And you could check out like 25, 30 books, get some CDs. Dude, I just go in there for hours, get lost, load up my backpack. I'll be like, oh, it's dope. This car's on, this book's on Ferrari. Yeah. Put it in the bag. Oh, learn Russian. Yeah. Like, I'll probably learn a couple sentences. You know, like, oh, yeah. sailing? Whoa, like, what is this about? Boom, put yeah. that in there. Just walk around, just load up my bag. Yeah. I love that shit. I hate, I hate how Thailand doesn't really have like big libraries to do that, but I used to love yeah. just, just going in there, getting lost and just see like, trip out would be like the possibilities right it's just uh i just love that 100 percent, man like there's nothing more that i love than just like a unique experience so mm. like i live in paris regularly like to get out with my my fiance and i just want to like walk I, I will have more fun like walking to the shittest area on the outskirts and finding like one good boulangerie and like one interesting thing, but it's new and the first time that I've seen it, then mm. like walking in the most beautiful, like picturesque known spot in Paris. Mm. Or like if we're, if we're in a car, I love driving through like the middle of nowhere towns Dude, and just seeing like, yes. what's life like here? Dude, like, you know what I, I used to, you, you know what that. I did? I, when, I, when, I, when I lived in Berlin, they had, uh, they had a bunch of like abandoned buildings from the war, right? And so I yeah. would like, I would, I forget what it would be, uh, but there's all these places that I forget, like there's a website for abandoned buildings. And I'd always find them fascinating. And I yeah. found this unabandoned amusement park and I snuck into it, had the Ferris wheel. Like it, it was That's sick. sick. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And so me and this girl like snuck in and we went under the fence and then, uh, it was trippy. Right. Cause they had all sorts yeah. of stuff like water rides and we're walking up the like the log ride that would go down. So we'd walk, we're like, yeah, yeah, up. yeah. Yeah. And so we we're walking and then, uh, there were some other people that were on like, like maybe a couple, like maybe like 400 meters away. They were off. And then we saw these security people that were like, Hey, and they like ran up and like grabbed yeah. them. And we're like, Oh shit. And I was like ducking down, like hiding behind this, like ride. Like, <laughs> oh fuck. Dude. It's like, I'm looking at you. I'm like, you to be, be picked up in this trespassing in foreign ass country. And then, so yeah, but we bolted out of there. But yeah, man, I just always enjoy uh, exploring abandoned buildings, graffiti buildings, like old abandoned hospitals. Like, I was like, oh, dude, like the story, the backstories. Um, 
yeah, dude, it's just so, so very interesting that I, I find a lot of, you know, entrepreneurs in general have that very inquisitive uh, just mindset in general. Yeah. Cause I think like I've come to the conclusion that like 99% of the time I'm wrong. Like my, my, um, like I kind of approach it as if like, okay, I'm, I'm most likely wrong. So let's just figure it out and see like, what is the truth or what is X, Y, Z. Like I got this really good piece of advice once where it's just like, um, we look at, um, we treat our minds like they're a guru and they have all this inside information. Like for example, you're running late to work and you're like, oh shit, I'm going to be late to work. You don't even know the traffic situation. Oh shit, I'm going to be late to work. Oh no, my boss is going to be there. Oh no, I'm going to get in trouble. Or like, um, this person hasn't texted me for a day. Oh, they've like, they hate me, whatever. Like they're the extreme classic examples. But if you actually took a record of all the times that your mind has been wrong, you would actually say that it's more of an idiot than it is a guru. But we treat it as this like guru and like worship it. Like it knows everything but it actually doesn't have any inside information on like what's going on out there. And so you're far better off to just go and experience it and see for yourself because yeah, I like wrote a list of like every time that my mind had been wrong, like stupid stuff, like six years old thinking you're going to get abducted by aliens. You don't get abducted by aliens going for a swim in the ocean, like going for a swim in the ocean, thinking you're going to get eaten by a shark. Okay. I'm still sitting here with all my limbs. I didn't get eaten by a shark. The smaller things did, as well. Did, like, did you, did, did you think you were going to get abducted by aliens? I, yeah, definitely. I was like, <laughs> I, I would, I, Dude, I was such a shocker for. for I had that too. Um, I thought that too. Did, did, did they, 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 uh, do you know Unsolved Mysteries? Did they have that show? Uh, show? Yeah, I've heard about. Yeah, yeah so they, about, they, yeah, they had this like weird show. creepy guy that comes in. They'd also have these batshit crazy Unsolved Mysteries of what happens. And sometimes like somebody would get abducted, right? And they'd be like, then they'd interview them and they'd say, yeah, like I saw the light and this and that. And I was like, and I remember I'd be sleeping at my dad's house and I'd be watching this like by myself. I'm like, yo, I'm going to go to bed tonight. And when I wake up, my dad's going to be gone because he's going to, yeah, yeah. He's, he's like, he's going to be on the spaceship. And I was like, I would stay up even after I turned the TV off. I cannot close my eyes because if I do, my dad's gone. Like he is going to be abducted. And then I'd wake up and then he'd be like cooking breakfast. I'm like, holy shit he didn't get abducted like tomorrow. Yeah. Like, yeah. I thought yeah, it was yeah. real. Like real talk, my mind drifts towards like, like, you know, it might, the negative, mo the negative emotion. Some people like get angry easily. Some people, whatever. My mind would definitely drift more towards anxiety and doubt more mm -hmm. than like depression or oh, of course, like a lot of good emotions as well, but like then anger, like that's not where I would resolve. So I'd sit there like overthinking things. So I had to develop this kind of tool set. And that was a really helpful thing for me, which was just like, you don't have any inside information. You've been wrong 99% of the time. So chances are, this is another one of those times. And that's been like really powerful. And also like very empowering to go and um, just like experience things rather than thinking like being decided, like, no, I know the answer or no, you don't, you're probably wrong. Go and see it. Go see it for yourself. Mm, I love that. As far as like business is concerned, who do you like to uh or content do you like to consume or where do you go to learn uh business strategies etc from right now yeah definitely okay so like in terms of like the big dogs like the classic yeah, ones anybody know, like anybody. i love Books, I love, journals, whatever. I love hermosis i love hermosis content to say the truth mm. like he's just such a beast in that respect um 
I like Chris Williamson stuff from the perspective of like, um, you know, the like a broad kind of intersection of wisdom and how the mind works and behavioral biases and all those kind of things. I find that really interesting. Um, I did this course like specifically for what I'm doing. Um, there's a like a community called the Utopia, which has been really helpful. It basically just teaches you how to build like an agency from actually picking the skill to learn and learning it to like mm. getting it offer, getting the people out there, being a one-man show, building it up to more people. That's been really helpful for like the nuts and bolts of this specific type of business. So if you want to run like an email marketing agency, if you want to run uh, social media, um, like an Instagram agency, like social media manager, if you want to do video editing, if you want to do anything, any sort of marketing or digital services or even e-com, um, that's like being good for the nuts and bolts. A lot of resources that I like really, really use there. What is it? What is that? What is that called? The Utopia? It's called it's called the Utopia. It's like a community and like a bunch of people post different things. And um, the guy who started it's pretty big on Twitter. I think it's like Wiz Wiz of Ecom or something like that. Oh yeah, the guy his uh, icon or, or his uh, avatar. It's a cartoon or whatever something, right? It's not a cartoon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, yeah I was when we when good. we were talking about uh, content or uh, Hermo, I saw this thing about Hermosi and it it it's, it was just good. It just reiterated. He was talking about you know when let's say when you create content, you say uh, how to make a million dollars online. So now it's like <clears> talking <throat> it's talking at you, right? But it's like here's how I made a million dollars online. And totally, how it could help you too. And so you're like speaking from your experience or like, here's how I failed at making a million dollars. Here's how totally. not to uh, do email outreach. And I think when you, like when he was talking about like that shift, I was like, damn, like, yes. Like there needs to be more, more of this, man. Like the personality, the people, the connection, the, 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 the preaching from the pulpit is like, it's definitely oh, it's so fr- yes, yeah, it's, it's so frustrating, so overly saturated, and like truth cuts through. Like when you hear something like that, and it, it just resonates, and you're just like, okay, yes, this is truth. Like this is solid advice, right? Because you can feel it, like you, mm-hmm. you you know, like logically and the way it feels. You're like, yes, I respect that. I can absorb that. Um, that's a good one, and that's something that I definitely um, try to do and like to. I, I, I like I've I found it fun. Um, incorporating like little micro stories as well into like a lot of my content so mm-hmm. maybe there's like a general principle but instead of just saying the principle talking about like a little section in my life that i found that just personally satisfying reading a book at the moment called um story worthy it's pretty good for like um how to construct stories and, mm-hmm. and all that kind of thing i'm not like far enough into it that i'm like mastered it and it's smashing it out of my content but it's been mm-hmm. enough of a trigger to like explore that path and i found that pretty fun as well Mm, yeah i find that you know when you try and like learn about copywriting or etc and when people are like yo people just love fucking stories you know like, mm. that's the that's one of the beauties about podcasting right it's as you know right we're both in the same industry like it's a very beautiful experience right it's a good way to, for people to like you know you build you have trust and so yes twitter's great but podcasting like i've learned so much more about you talking to you for the past depth. hour right yeah it's depth man and you know when people listen to this podcast like 90% of the people that listen to a podcast 
consume the whole podcast. It's not like a song where you can jump in, walk in the middle of the club and you're like, oh yeah, dude, this is my jam. Like nobody's going to go to the middle of a podcast and be like, all right, I'm just going to drag this out. Like you're like, oh, where did he start? Totally. Where's he going? How did you do this? Totally. Awesome. Totally. What was his next have, thing? Have you had, have, have you had that, that stat? Um, Chris Williamson talks about it. It's like, it's like 90% of podcasts don't make it past three episodes. And then it's is like it three. I, I've, I've heard before. Uh, I heard a guy, uh, his name is Travis Chapel. He said yeah. something like, I don't know if it's 90%, but uh, a vast majority, like yeah. 85, whatever. Don't make it past 13 yeah. episodes. So make it past three episodes. I would believe three and I would believe 13. Yeah. Well, that's what I think what he's, I think what I heard, and I'm probably watching the numbers a little bit. It was like 90% don't make it past three episodes. And then of those 10%, 90% of them don't make it past 20. So like mm. by default, if you're like getting past 20 episodes, you're in like 10% times 10%, like 0.01, 0.001, something like that. Anyway, like yeah. some crazy like percentage. Mm. Um, and it just, yeah, it's, it's just wild to think about. <laughs> and another thing that I heard about podcasts, which I thought was like really fascinating. It's like, everyone thinks like, oh, it's too late to get into podcasts there's too many people, but like active podcasts, there's not that many active podcasts that are, that are keeping going. Mm. And when we're talking about active podcasts, we're talking about, you know, thousands, like tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands in any given um, niche. If you had that opportunity, like back when I heard it framed, like if you had that opportunity back when the internet was taking off and there was only hundreds of thousands of active websites and you could get your own website. Like that is such a golden opportunity. And it's not so that podcasts become as prolific as websites, but there's still a lot of opportunity on the table for sure. Yeah. But also too, you know, like the way I, the way I tell people, like, so I was, I was speaking with someone the other day and they're like, yeah, you know, podcasting isn't it. There's all these real estate shows. Isn't it becoming oversaturated? I was like, mm. uh, let's, let's look at it this way. Like Joe Rogan just signed whatever. He's making like $50 million, $60 million a year to join, to move over to Spotify. There's a reason why Spotify is trying to basically become the next podcasting platform, right? Like mm. you can listen to any podcast or you could invest your money with anybody, but why do I want to invest it with you? I like your story. I resonate with your story. I know you now. I know your story. You're getting married. I am married. You want to have kids in the future. Mm. You're you're a digital nomad in a sense. We're both entrepreneurs going mm. online. Like, okay. Like now I can relate to you more as opposed to uh Tommy in you know Melbourne, Australia, who lives with his parents, right? Like, okay, yeah. we have no connection. And so, you know, podcasting is a great way to form that connection. And so there's gonna be thousands of different podcasts, but your voice, your unique perspective. But that's what I want to hear is your shit. And so mm. I feel like the more people are real and have something to offer and have opinions and are doing shit, those people are going to rise to the cream of the crop. And even though such as myself, I'm not where I want to be, but I'm, put, I'm trying to put in the reps to learn my voice and like find my way in this digital space. That's how, that's how I kind of. Yeah. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I'll grow and evolve and, but you don't know. It's like, what it is, what's, what's a classic Hamozi quote. He's like, like with 20 hours of like dedicated study or practice, you'll be at a very high level in any given craft. 
yeah, most people will spend years just to take, like do the first hour. And mm. like, if you just get out there and do like, you know, a, like a pretty minimal amount of work, you're already like so far ahead of the game. Mm. And kind of another thing, just like another thought that came off the back of your, um, not where you want to be. Cause I often hear myself saying those words as well. Like you're not, I'm not where I want to be. Um, mm. It's the comparison game between where you are and where you not want to be causes like a lot of like inner turmoil in, it can cause a lot of inner turmoil. And only when I've had like, only when I like, it's weird because it's like a paradox. Like you got to know where you're going. You got to have goals. You got to have like a vision of where you want to go. But at the same time, you got to let go of that version and just take the step in front of you mm. to actually get you there and not play, get trapped in the comparison game between those two versions of yourself. Got it. Yeah. So you're saying basically like, if I'm going to go to step, I can envision myself, my, I can envision myself going to step 40, but I'm on step eight. I should focus on step nine because by the time I get to step 20, it can look completely different. I can make a pivot jump five more steps yeah why even, why even worry about 35 36 37 and plan this when just put in the rep go do the thing uh, yeah i do. i don't i don't have the like definitive answer on this it's something that i've thought about a lot mm -hmm. because i kind of like there's all these like personal development self-help gurus that are just like oh, crystal clear on where you're going and like perfect perfect vision and all this kind of stuff and like visualization and like i do that stuff but i'm still not totally sure that i don't just get better results by focusing on like the actions and the process like the inputs like mm. getting really like heavy on input goals as opposed to output goals and then like as new information becomes available picking the path that like more living more like a principle-based approach as opposed mm. to like a definitive output-based approach mm. Yeah. I don't have the right answer though. I'm, I, I'm toying with this currently in my own head. Yeah, like, yeah. It feels like a bit of a paradox. Yeah. When, when you were talking about, um, you know, like, should you start, or, you know, basically having like this turmoil. Right. So when I was an actor, uh, my acting teachers would say like, someone's like, ah, I fucking don't know. Like, I don't know shit. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And like mm. people say that in their life. And so he'd always like do reverse psychology and be like, okay, like you don't know. People were like, yeah, I don't know. But what would you say if you did know? Like, what would you say if you didn't know the answer? Mm. And all of a sudden it takes a, the burden off of you, right? And I've fucking even done this like several times. Like some of you, my, my wife, what, my wife would be like, I don't know. Like, well, what would you say if you didn't know? Well, if I did know, I would, you know, go here. I would buy this. I do that. It's like, totally. That, that's your first step. That's what you need to do. What would you say if you did know? And then all of a sudden you're like, well, if I did, if I did want to grow on Twitter, like this is what I do. Or if I did want to start a podcast, or if I did want to uh, move to France, this is what I would do. And then it's like, okay, yeah, that's cool. the major point that went off. Yeah, yeah. Where's uh, totally where's uh, I'll wrap it up. But where, 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 where do you see yourself in ten years? After that, overall, 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 ten years, like broad perspective, business, life. Where, where are you in ten years? Uh, ten years. So locate, let's start with location. Sure. That's still up in there. I could be back in Oz. I could be in the South of France. I doubt in Paris. Okay. I need to be next to the coast, I think, long-term. Cool. Um, definitely I'll be having kids, family, and um, whether it's this business or the next business, 
there will, there will be some sort of business that is keep growing on. I, if I'm in France, which I think is pretty likely, or at least in Europe, because I love living here, then it's mm-hmm. going to be a digital business because I will be, um, I need the flexibility to move back and forth between. I basically have two lives on two opposite sides of the world. So I need to be able to move between those two, which kind of narrows the focus of options um, mm. beyond just becoming an investor. So, yeah. If, if you get married, uh, are you going to be able to get French citizenship? Yeah, uh, Yes, but it's going to take like four years of uninterrupted living here. Yeah. You can knock that out of the park yeah. easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. E- easy does it. Easy does it. But yeah, t- 10 years. Well, look, first of all, I would have smashed ActivePod out of the park. That's there like uh, um, number, world number one podcast production team. And also like there's kind of got some phases. The idea is to go from, I've obviously had the experience in the production. So like phase one, production, getting with like build the client base, build the relationships, and then really transition to like the growth partner. So the growth partner is, is more around like obviously helping them with monetization, like uh, monetization of content, sponsorship, all that kind of stuff. That's definitely like where my head's going, but I, kind of what we're saying before, I'm focused on like, what's the thing in front of me now? Um, so that will be like next evolution of that, whether it takes one year, two year, three year, five year, whatever. Um, that's how I see that playing out. Cause that's where I see like a bigger opportunity as well. In addition to the services I'm providing with the, um, production side. Nice dude. Dope. I love it. Uh, so people are listening to this, where can they find you at? Yeah. Twitter is the best place. Jake M. Richards. Catch me there. Send me a DM. Let's link up. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm still figuring out every day. So as like many of you are out there, so I would love to a learn off you and b share what's worked for me. So hit me up, Jake and Richards. Oh, Jake. Appreciate it, buddy. Easy dude. Thanks, Matthew. Appreciate it a lot.